You are now listening to the Socks and Sandals podcast. Every time an independent, a truly independent source goes into the Portland Place Bureau, we find chaos. Just one of the people like just told to my managers who like had fired me, they were like, yeah, did you see Tevin's video was on Complex? And he was like, man, dog, they sick, man. Yada, yada. And I was just like, I was laughing because it was just like, you know, bro, like, you know, God, God always got a plan. In that moment, I thought, you know what? I don't care. I'm going to sit here in the middle of this aisle in Target and talk to her and break down what is going on and why she believes that these white Barbie dolls are more valuable or should come home with us over these brown and black Barbie dolls. The Egyptian creation story is a very sexual one. Mm -hmm. And it talks of the god creating himself through a sexual act with himself. So it's a masturbatory big bang like. like I never even hire coaches when I establish a program. I always hire mentors first. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because a mentor gets the big picture. Coach might just get basketball. I want somebody that under X's and I want somebody that's about whole life. I'm not the only podcaster out there. You're not the only marketer out there. Like there's a lot of people doing the same things. But the things that's going to separate you and I from the rest of the people is that we become our best selves and we just don't quit. So what is the gospel? What is the pure, unadulterated yes, gospel? Yes, yes, and that is what I live by, because the moment this changes is the moment I'm leaving Christianity. Okay. The pure, unadulterated gospel, and I can say it in one sentence, but I'll elaborate. For sure. Is love God and do whatever the fuck you want. What up? Want to welcome you all back to the Socks and Sandals podcast, where society, culture, history, and religion collide, and we unapologetically discuss our worldviews. It's your guy Emmanuel. I'm back in the stew here at K Boo, and I am ready to pod, man. It's been a great week. Um, just came off the holiday weekend. Happy New Year's. Happy Kwanzaa. Um, Merry Christmas. If you celebrate that, you know it's cool. I'll let y'all have that for now, but. You know, 2020 and beyond, I don't, I don't know if we can still rock with Christmas like that. You know what I mean? As a, as a people. But anyway, um, yeah, man, I am I am so glad to be back in a regular schedule. I'm glad that the new year is here. Um, I am glad that everybody's back to work, back to school. I'm speaking directly from my household. I love my family, love my wife, love my kids. But, man, I cannot lie to y'all. I miss my routine. <laughs> like, I really miss, you know, getting up early, attacking the day in a in an orderly manner. Um, yeah, man, I, I miss it. I, I really miss it. I really miss it. So I'm glad to be back in the flow of things, uh, getting back on this regular recording schedule. And uh, yeah, man, I'm I'm super excited, man. 2020, you know, I'm not a New Year's resolution type of guy, um, but you know, I did, and, and I'm so grateful for my wife uh, because on New Year's Eve, she had us all sit down as a family, all four of us, sit around the table, 
and write out our goals. Um, even the kids, you know, my son, Elijah, he's 10. My daughter, Riley, she's five. And even they were writing out their goals for 2020. So we were talking about goals personally and things that we wanted to do as a family. Um, personally, I can't even remember everybody's goals. Um, but as a family, we all wanted to definitely go on a trip. Because uh, we really hadn't been on a big trip with all four of us all together since 2017 when we went to Disney World in Orlando, which was dope. Um, and it was pricey. So, you know, we had to take a year off of, of taking a trip. But this year, you know, we have we have uh, actually we already yeah, we already solidified everything. Ticket plane tickets is bought like after what was it? New Year's Day. Or the or maybe January the second, you know, like me and the wife sat down and we just made it happen. Got the tickets. Um, we're going to Atlanta and and going to I forgot, man. Her her dad stays in the town like a good hour outside of Atlanta. I don't know, I forgot the name of it, but we'll be like a yeah an hour north of Atlanta for half of the trip, and then the other part of the trip will be more in the city. Um, but yeah, man. So we. We've all we've already attacked 2020 goals and we were making stuff come to fruition. And so I hope you all have done some of the same things. If it's not a New Year's resolution, at least, you know, some some yearly goals that you have set out. And and don't think that just because you didn't do it New Year's Eve or, you know, before 2020 has hit. That, that don't matter. It don't matter. Make it happen. You know what I mean? So um, this episode here, I wanted to touch on something that I came across on Twitter and it's something that, you know, I'm, I'm very passionate about um, and it it involves someone who I am not the biggest fan of their work, but I am just a bigger fan of the person and their accomplishments and the way that they've gone about it. So that person is Tyler Perry. Some of you all may already know what I'm talking about. If you're on Twitter, you see, you know, what what has gone viral in the past couple of days and black Twitter. There is a there is a small corner, a section of black Twitter that is going in on Tyler Perry. Um, and it all stemmed from this video. So I don't know if you know this, but all shows on television have a writer's room. So what he's doing, he's showing all the scripts stacks and stacks of papers of scripts in this video and most of the time there are 10 people 12 whatever that write all these television shows so he's showing house of pain uh assisted living uh the oval star sisters um what else what else is he showing here Ruthless, a show called Bruh. I don't know if everything is out, but uh, some of these shows are out though. I know, I, I know, I've seen the Oval, and of course House of Pain. But let's let's get back to it. Write all these television shows, right? Well, I have no writers' room. Mm. Nobody writes any of my work. Mm. I write it all. Why am I telling this? I wrote all of these scripts by myself in 2019. My point work ethic mm, mm, mm. work ethic now that's all he's trying to say now there are some things that you can infer from what he's talking about as well now 
a wise man once said, if you want to go fast, go by yourself. If you want to go far, go with others. Now, it's not to say that Tyler has not, you know, utilized the talents of others. But in the year of our Lord, 2019, he said, yo, this is what I've done, what I've worked on myself. He's showing, I mean, stacks upon stacks upon stacks of papers that go into the scripting for these seven or eight shows that he was that he was talking about, that he was showing in the video. Um, now, I was I was jamming my bad. I was I was jamming before I got in here. Let me turn off you know, real quick. All right. Thug, I'll, I'll be back to you. But uh, all right. Uh, so, yeah. So so black Twitter took to the the Twitterverse and uh, there was this one tweet that kind of set it off and it, you know, went viral um, at this point. It's at thirty three thousand likes and eighty six hundred retweets. So in the tweet, the lovely young lady um, at Ashley Katina three and her tag is Ace of Hearts. Um, she says friendly excuse me friendly reminder that this man once fired writers because they sought out union representation he's been known to not follow union rules part of the reason he's the sole writer on his projects is because he's not trying to pay other writers for their work but you know and she put in quotations black black excellence <sighs> so this struck a chord in me because what Tyler Perry has done to rise out of the ashes and the dirt, for lack of a better term, of homelessness to start doing plays and then getting into TV and movies and all of that, man. Like for him to do that with no backing, with no support from Hollywood or any major investors, he just basically from the sweat of his brow just out of his own sheer will and talent and dedication and hard work and imagination and desire and discipline built an empire, just opened the Tyler Perry studios to the public. Not as if he didn't already have it. It was already there in Atlanta, but the, the hundreds of acres that he's sitting on um, just what he's physically built as far as Tyler Perry studios and what he's intellectually built and just artistically built um, as far as an empire, um, a, a huge resume of movies, a great partnership with BET started out doing just basically the, the plays that kind of focused on the church crowd. And he hasn't gone too far from that, but he has diversified and done movies that are not just catering to the church crowd and black women. Um, he's also, you know, included white people. It was first it was just all black. So he's employed hundreds and probably now over the years, thousands of individuals. Um, and giving them the opportunity to act and build up their resume and, and make a living and just do what they love to do because because of what he's done for himself. And so there was there was so much there was so much negativity on this thread and these people saying how how he needs to give other people a shot. And, you know, there's so many talented writers and why can't he put them on and this, that and the other. And. The thing is, man, with someone like Tyler and, and someone like myself, when you when you are like hyper creative 
and you're super passionate about what you do, sometimes you just don't like having other people in the mix that don't align with your with your values. And so when you're building a business like it's it's a business, but like this is an extension of you. This is almost like your child, like your business is your child. And so if somebody ain't handling your child the right way, you might have to homeschool. (laughs) It might come to that, you know. And so it was it was very interesting because I was listening to uh, I was listening to T.I.'s podcast, the Expeditiously Expeditiously podcast. Very dope. And he had Derek Grace, too, on there. And they were essentially talking about the same thing. And so um, I want to play a little clip from that because um, they were they were vibrating at the same level I was. And I could, in you know, they weren't talking about this directly, but this what they were talking about. I feel like it uh, it lends itself to this conversation. So let's get into that real quick. Uh, you own 100 percent of everything that you do. Absolutely. Everything. A hundred percent of everything. Everything. Why is that important to you? And would you ever take on a partner? I mean, that's important. Like I said, like, I ain't gonna lie. My biggest teacher on that was Nip. Right. Just showing how we could, uh, one of the biggest things I love, bro, is creative control. That's real. And I know, like, if I had commercial ties, I wouldn't be able to say some of the things I say. This is true. They might tell me how to look, how to dress. You just have to of... choose your partners carefully. Right. That's all. Right. You have to have like-minded partner yeah you know what i mean the worst thing in the world is being in business with somebody that you that you just can't see out of eye with yeah. but you stuck with them <laughs> right. that's mm. a very bad feeling yeah. um that's another thing like you know nip came to me man but you stuck with them so you got to choose like-minded people so this is ti you know obviously you know ti is rapper entrepreneur and Derek grace too which if you don't know who he is you follow him on instagram amazing entrepreneur author um teacher just everything and so what they were saying is they touched on creative control and they talked about being with like-minded individuals. Cause the worst thing, like what T.I. just said, the worst thing you want to do is get stuck with somebody while you're doing business. That's not like-minded. And so, and I'm, I'm not excused. I don't know Tyler Perry. I don't know what interactions that he's had with writers. Um, and obviously it's not normal for uh, a movie studio or any type of, production at this level to not have writers but Tyler believes in himself and he believes in his talent and that's what got him there now I'm not saying this is the best course of action but to judge a man and to um to basically deride his character just because he made that business decision um that's it's it's short-sighted man and we as we as black people and I'll, I'll put it on us I'll I'll make it a general thing because it's it's thousands of people that are commenting on this and there's others that aren't commenting, but probably feel the same way. But there's thousands of people that are going in on Tyler for for handling his business this way. But anybody that has actually done something entrepreneurially, like you, you know what it is. If if you've had a bad experience <laughs> with partnerships, then yeah, man, you you're going to you're going to make that move, and it may not always be the best move, but that's the move that he makes, and and. He's going to have to surrender the outcome regardless whether it's good or bad. But let that man make his move. But let's not let's not try to tear him down and talk bad about him just because it doesn't benefit us. Right. And that was that was the big 
that was the big issue on Twitter. It was like all these people that were writers or maybe were in the business and saying, well, well, he can give people a chance and he should just be better with the unions and he should do this and he should do that. And why can't he give them a shot? And blah, blah, blah. nobody gave Tyler a shot. You got to understand the psychology of the man who is, I hate to say self self-made, but I mean, damn, what, it, what is it? He's, he's self-made. Like nobody else put him in that position. Tyler put himself in that position. So that's the way he's always approached his business. He wouldn't be there without that approach. Right. And so because that's not your approach, now you want to demonize him because he doesn't operate like you. Is that fair? I don't think so. But that's that. But this it's a victim mentality saying that he should work with people, work with unions. He should give people jobs. He should give people opportunities that are writers. He's given so many people opportunities. Let's not let's not be short sighted on that. He's given so many people opportunities. And we've seen it. <laughs> we've seen it over the years. There are so many black actors that will sing his praises just for the fact of him, them getting an opportunity. Now, is Tyler Perry the best person, the most, you know, personable person to work with? He doesn't have that reputation, but that's that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother day. This topic and the issue that people had on Twitter with Tyler is that he wasn't giving writers an opportunity and he's selfish and he's not giving them a job. So it's this victim mentality that you're trying to apply to someone who has a wealth and abundance mentality, someone who is determined and disciplined and is going to make something out of nothing. So you guys are speaking two different ideologies and it's not going it's not going to match up. And that's cool. But don't turn it into demonization. Right. And so Tyler already told y'all. He's not looking for a seat at the table. He don't ascribe to that mindset. He's going to build his table. And so if he told you that's how he gets down, why are you going to hold him to a seat at the table mindset? Why are you going to hold him to a seat at the table um, standard? He's not trying to create a seat at the table. He said, I'm going to create a table. And if you want to join me, you can join me. Or you should actually create your own. But you know what? And one thing that I see in society that um, that really bothers me and is so against my personal philosophy um, is those that are seeking equity, right? And seeking a fair shot and a level playing field. Now, stay with me, though. Stay with me, because some of y'all is already like, what's what's wrong with equity? Like, why shouldn't we have a level playing field? Isn't that what this is all about? I mean, one could argue that, but but stay with me, though. We are in the system of white supremacy. I mean, that's that's the reality of of life. Um, most of the world is is dominated and controlled by a few people. And those few people are white. Um and the the effect of white supremacy for non-white people is that the non-white people will be in a subservient position um, and will never be able to reach the levels that the white folks are on or the white supremacists or the elite are on. They're, they're not going to give you 
a chance to get on their list. They're just not going to give that out. That means that's that they're that they're going to give something away, and that's a loss to them. So they're not going to put themselves in a losing position. And that's just, that's just that's where we are. That's what the world is. Whether you like it or not, that's where the world is. That's I mean that's how I see it. And so those that are equity seekers, they're constantly. If you are seeking equity, if you are seeking a fair shot, you're arguing, begging and pleading. Typically with your oppressor. For a fair shot. In this situation, you arguing and pleading with your brother. Now, does your brother owe you? A job, does he owe you a position? No, he built his business. And he doesn't owe you anything. And that's and that's the truth about it. But let's 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 get back to it. I don't, I don't want to get all too far off track. The equity mindset lends itself to the person feeling justified. In the excuse you can have for not achieving what you set out to accomplish. So all these writers on Twitter that are mad at Tyler Perry for not giving them a job. Like you, you feel justified. You, you really feel wrong. Like Tyler Perry looked at you personally, came to your house and said, I know you're a writer, but I don't want to work with you. So get out my face. No, no, no. He didn't go to your house and disrespect you. You just internally believe that someone should give you an opportunity. You've been waiting for someone to give you something. You want that equity. Like you, you see white people sometimes take care of their own. And so you want anybody that look like you, you, you think you like you're entitled to that. And we're not. And because we have that sense of entitlement with our own. Then we then that then idols become rivals, then that admiration turns into hate. Because somebody didn't give you something. Our great ancestor Malcolm X already told us, man, nobody can give you freedom. Nobody can give you equality or justice or anything. If you're a man, you take it. Nobody, not even your own. And like T.I. and Derek Grace was saying, it's it's not always just about your skin folk coming to the rescue. Yeah, I, I want to work with my folks as, as much as possible, but it ain't just going to be any old. You know what I mean? We have to be like minded. Like when you're doing business with someone, that's basically you. You're getting married. Like what's the what's the difference between having a business partner and having shared equity in a business and a marriage? There's no difference. There's absolutely no difference. Now, obviously, they're not talking about having equity, but. I don't know how Tyler views, you know, doing a show with somebody and 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 having to be financially responsible um, to to give whatever splits that he has. He has to give to these people that contribute. But I mean, when you get it, when you get in bed with the union, that's that's a marriage. And, and you're fiduciary. You have a fiduciary responsibility. You have a monetary financial responsibility to pay these people a certain amount, regardless of the outcome. And that can put somebody who's self-made, who's never been in that situation, like that can make them uneasy. Like, yo, I got to pay you without even working. 
I got to pay you just to be here. And and we don't even get along. <laughs> like y'all not even taking heed to my direction. Y'all not doing it the way I wanted to do. Like, all right, I don't have to do this. This is my business. This is my company. This is my house. And like, and, and people are getting mad at a boss for doing, for, for being a boss. Like, let's say this. Dame Dash said it the best, man. Every everybody's a boss. Right? Everybody is a boss in their own right. When you're in your house, you are the boss of your home. If you paying if you paying the rent, right? Or you you paying the mortgage. The house is in your name. The lease is in your name. So what happens when someone knocks on the door? With you being the boss of your residence, only that person can only get in if you let them. Now, how would how would it how would it be like somebody just came up to your house and knocked on your door? And then start cursing you out and going live on Facebook and going live on IG and causing a Twitter storm talking about you ain't right because as a black man, you should let another black person in your house that that need to come in your house just for any any old reason. And it's like, nah, this is my house. Like, you only come if you're invited. And if I don't know you and I don't rock with you, nigga, go to your own house. I, you're not entitled to come in my house. And then so but but so that's that's just the basic. That's just the basic scenario. So let's take it a step further. When someone comes in your home. They either going to keep their shoes on or take it off. And that's going to be because of what you say and what you recommend. Like, hey, bro, we just can you take our shoes off, bro? Like, nah, bro, I'm, I want to keep my shoes on. And you tell like, well, in my house, <laughs> because you're the boss. Right. So you, you guys get what I'm saying. So when it comes to Tyler and Tyler Perry Studios. Look, if y'all not going to get on my level. Or if we're, or if we're not going to be like minded in this work, then I'm just going to do it myself. And that you can't blame that man for doing it his way. You can't demonize him. You can be mad. You can be angry, but don't demonize him. Don't don't do that. Don't try to tear him down. And now all, all his stuff. Yeah, all of his stuff is not the best. Like Tyler. And that's the thing that I admire about Tyler Perry the most is like he's not known for having the best. The funniest. The greatest movie. Somebody was like, how are you going to be that that prideful? And you ain't got no Oscar nominated movies and you ain't got no Emmys or no. It's like, what, what does that have to do with anything? So now so now you're trying to talk down on him because he doesn't have the, the accolades from white society. That Like those Emmys and those Oscars, that don't mean nothing. That means absolutely nothing. You get an Emmy one year and not get a job for two, three years because somebody don't like you. And you get blackballed from Hollywood. Like that that can happen. But but the goal shouldn't be to get little little trinkets and little trophies from white society. The goal should not to be, oh, man, I just, man, I'm just going to try to work 15, 20 years at this company so I can become the the general manager. Nah, man, that ain't that ain't the goal for for black folks in America. Our goal is liberation, ownership, control. Control of your own destiny. If you don't want that, then, yeah, you you not (laughs) 
you definitely not going to like Tyler. You're not going to like Master P. You're not going to like Dame Dash. You're not going to like Jay-Z. You're not going to like anybody who is successful in their business. So, I mean, that's that that's how that that's how that goes when you have that victim mentality, when you have that sense of entitlement. You're going to be in a constant state of being confused, conflicted, angry, arguing, begging, pleading with not just your oppressor but even your own. It goes both ways, man. So if you're not willing to take in new and challenging information, if you're not willing to take on new and challenging tasks, if you're not willing to put everything on the line and do your own thing as opposed to always waiting for someone to create an opportunity for you, then you're going to you're going to always have to be subject to someone else. You will never, ever have control of your destiny. You can delude yourself into thinking you got control because you got X amount of PTO hours stored up and you cool with your manager and you cool with your boss. So what? Management changes all the time. Companies get bought out. Offices move cross country. It happens, man. So those with that with that fixed mindset, with a closed mind, with a victim mentality, somebody always seeking equity and seeking a fair shot and seeking a level playing field, just know that it's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. There's always going to be competition. There's always going to be a certain level of desire, dedication and ambition that you're going to have to apply in any situation in your life if you want to achieve great things. But if you just want to be average, you just want to be mediocre. You just want to go with the flow. If you cool with that, then surrender the outcome. And that outcome is you're going to have to wait for somebody to open the door for you. You're going to have to wait for somebody to invite you into their house. You're going to have to wait. You're going to have to wait. And when they tell you to leave, you're going to have to leave. If you don't want to own your own, if you don't want to control your own, eventually you're going to have to leave when they tell you. If you want to rent forever and never own a home, you're going to have to leave when they evict you because they're saying they're going to sell it. You're going to have to pay more rent. When they tell you you're, you the rent is going up, surrender the outcome. You have the flexibility of not having to, you know, pay tax, pay property tax, and not have to pay for, for um, for uh, repairs and all that type of stuff. Like you, you have that flexibility, but just know that when the owner comes to change things up, you got to surrender the outcome. It is what it is. So, man, I feel like I'm preaching. I don't mean to preach, y'all. I'm just passionate. You know what I mean? I'm really passionate about this stuff. It's really, really near and dear to my heart, man. So, salute to Tyler Perry, man. Salute to T.I. Salute to Derek Grace. 
and all of those with the victim mentality, man. Don't demonize your own. Just realize what, what's really going on out here and adjust. All right. Hit me up on on Twitter at SXSNDLS or search Socks and Sandals Podcast. Hit me on IG at Socks and Sandals Podcast. And uh, yeah, once again, it's the Socks and Sandals Podcast where society, culture, history and religion collide. And we unapologetically discuss our worldviews. Holla at y'all next week. Grace and peace.